There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. <laughs> Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. He is limitless. Make sure you got your best suit on when Mr. Lee give you the businesses. Uh, bear witnesses. Pure tremendousness. He owns the ring, the rope, Mr. Willendiness. Unstoppable. Made one of a kind born to do the impossible. Oh, yes, my people, I promised you somebody special. We, we tracked him down, we found him, and he's, he's all limitless and whatnot. I can see it firsthand. He's right here, just as limitless as ever. We have the man, the myth, the legend that is Keith Lee in the building. What's going on, sir? Good morning. Well, greetings, good gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize, since obviously the delays kept us from connecting yesterday, but I'm happy that you guys had time for me today. Oh, I'm just, right I'm on just time. oh yeah, I'm just glad that you're here. I, listen, I, anything about plane delays, man, I just want to make sure you get to your destination safely. Cause I every time I hear plane delays, plane this, plane that, I'm like, just land safely, Mr. <laughs> we need you. You're a treasure to the pro wrestling community in the world, brother. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely happy to make it back safe. So Let's get it popping. What we got going on? So this is my this is my my great producer Brian Waters right there, and Flobo Boys, Real Jack Farmers on assignment. But we wanted to all just uh, chat and talk to you about you and your your journey, pro wrestling journey. But first and foremost, I had to get out the way, man. You had some nuptials. You just tied the knot with with the lovely Miss Mia, and it was it's one of those things where I just wanted to talk about that ceremony and what was that what was that moment like? What was what was it, what's it like being married, brother? How's it like? Is anything different? Has it changed? Uh, it's the same as the ceremony. It's all about her. <laughs> uh, simply put, you know, we had a obviously quite a awesome ceremony just at Disney and a lot of laughs, a lot of love, a lot of fun and uh, a lot of dancing uh, as both of our mothers would shame us on the dance floor. But uh, <laughs> there's something special about just standing back and crossing your arms and watching people have fun and just saying to yourself, well, I created this atmosphere. There's something very joyful about bringing joy to others. So I, I take a lot of, a lot of, a lot of joy in that myself. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And this, like, because I, as I'm a married man myself, and I, and everyone always asks, like, um, what, do you, do you feel different? Is as things change? As, as has your has your life been different? Or or is it like with me? I'm just like, oh, listen, I, it was we were already married, you know what I mean? Like in like in, in mentally, so we just had to put it on a piece of paper and have a big old party and spend a whole bunch of money we need to spend. So like that's what it was for us. I don't know what it was like for you. Is, 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 do you feel different, Mister Lee? Uh, I feel about $80,000 lighter. Thanks for this. I just want to say, I'm sorry, I'll cut you off, sir. No, you're good. Go ahead, man. So I was like, as a wedding DJ, you know, thank you for your, for having weddings. Uh, <laughs> that's how I eat. No, thank uh, you for your like, service. <laughs> thank you for your service. Uh, what, what's like some of the, the songs that you remember, like just asking that was a little bit off kilter, but you're like, nah, man, it's my day. I want to play it on my wedding. Do you remember those requests you had? Um, I have, yeah, there's, there's a few in there that I really like, like, uh, a big standout would be Tennessee whiskey, which is like, uh, Chris Stapleton, baby guy is, he is a God vocally in terms of like what he can create, Banger. um, his control and just the accents of what he's able to do vocally is really absurd. Uh, I know that he's a country singer, but by all accounts, I would classify him as a soulful blues guy. Believe it. He's just absurd. And I, I absolutely love what he's able to create. So he's obviously one of the things. Um, my stepmother wanted to hear this song. I forget the name of the guy who did it, but uh, she's got an obsession with this song called Fancy Like, which is also like another country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like Applebee's. Wait a minute. I thought it was an Applebee's like commercial. I was like, wait a minute, he yeah. did a full track. <laughs> yeah, they found him afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he's uh so she I didn't even know the song existed. Obviously, I don't there's a lot of music I love, and I love hearing different types of music all over, just different genres all over the place. But she played this song for me, and I'm like, this song is so fun. And she's obsessed with it. So that was definitely one. But I like, you know, like some Johnny Gill and like some small school stuff. Uh, but yeah, we were all over the place. We needed the hip hop stuff for everybody to get a little bounce on, you know. I love it. I love it. Was, it. it was a fantastic time. It really was. Yeah, uh, Keith, you know, one of the things about this uh, wrestling business is allowed me to meet a lot of great people. And one of them being your lovely wife, a good friend of mine from years. Tell her Brian said hi. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you, I know she's a gamer. And I want to know, do you dabble in a little bit? And if so, is there a game that you know you got her number one or is that her world? <laughs> um, she is indeed a gamer now. I would fully classify her. When, when we first started talking, I was the gamer. Uh, I don't know what happened. I guess, you know, I have less time on my hands these days. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't allow me to, to really dip into the amount of games I normally would. I, I really stick to, like, anime and reading these days. But um, in terms of games, uh, most, I, I'd say a lot of fighting games I'd probably smash her on. And anything that has to do with an MMO uh, I may as well be a god by comparison. So, uh, I'll leave all the weird and quirky games to her because uh, you know she needs that weird, fun stuff for 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 a stream and like chatting yeah. with people. No, I want games to make you think. I want games to make you focus. 
And then I don't want you to be able to have fun. I want you to struggle. <laughs> it's a war out here. Yeah, I love that. I love that though. Truly, though. But so, but I, I wanted to transition though, Mr. Lee, and your your AEW debut and and at this new promotion, and it's it's still a relatively fresh promotion, and I think that's what a lot of people lose sight of that. Whenever they're trying to compare and contrast other promotions, they don't talk about how how fresh the AEW is and and how they're still still gaining this following and still building this and cultivating different different uh, professional wrestlers and entertainers. But can you talk to me about your your AEW debut and what, what's what's it like being there and how you're feeling? Um, I would say first and foremost, uh, I think I feel for the most part very welcome, uh, and I think that's in part due to the people that I, I'm, I'm familiar with there or have a history with or may have seen or worked with on the independence. Um, and then, uh, you know, I had a couple of meetings with Tony that were just like friendly, get to know each other meetings, which helped a lot. Um, because, you know, I, I, with what I've gone through, I, I definitely had a few trust issues in terms of like, you know, if you're a billionaire, I don't know if I can trust you anymore, buddy. <laughs> but um, we had a lot of talks that helped me dispel a lot of that. And, uh, you know, in some ways kind of made it easier, especially with uh, some buds like I say buds. I'd say we're work associates, but I would consider him closer to most. And that would be like Adam Cole and a few of those guys like Orange Cassidy just knowing the time they're having there kind of made it a pretty easy decision for me to go. And mm. as far as the debut, man, it was just like, Hey, you're a big deal. We need you to hide. And I'm like, you know, I'm 340 pounds, right? I don't hide very well. <laughs> so I had to stay like two or three hours away <laughs> from everybody wow. else and just drive in that day. And uh, I, I went in like masked up, hoodie on. And that doesn't help me when I'm walking around because apparently I have a very distinct walk. But in a car that's big enough, I can hide away. So I didn't, I wasn't seen going in there or anything like that. But just stayed hidden away most of the day and then had like just freedom to, to kind of have fun. And when it was, uh, when it was time, dude, it was, it was lit, as you could tell. It's so much fun. <laughs> Just freedom. Do what you want. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> Bro. Big, facts. Big facts. Well, I mean, I would say you're in your prime, but just kind of redundant. You're limitless. You're always in your prime. But in this part of the stage of your career, like, what does Keith Lee want? Is it bigger stages? Is it a particular title? Is it having the crowd saying, oh, my God. Like, what is your prime directive if you have one? Mm. Uh. That's, that's difficult to say, right? Because sometimes the things we want don't always line up with that's... what's in the cards. So <clears throat> the reality is I don't really truly know. I know that right now I'm focusing a lot on myself um, and I'm enjoying the fact that there's a schedule that I can train properly to because I, I didn't really have that kind of freedom for a long time. Um, as most people know, you know, spent five, six months just kind of trying to stay alive. And then um, when I got back, when I made that comeback, it was 
like four or five months of just on the road, five or six days a week. I was literally home sometimes only 18 hours. Sometimes I, I'd have up to a day and a half, and those were like magical weeks. Um, so the travel was taking its toll on me to begin with because being a, a larger human being and flying is tight, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot wore on me and the lack of time to just dedicate to, hey, I just got back. I need to keep training like at a, at a max level. Now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I'm basically hovering around where I was cardio-wise in terms of what I'm capable of, which is a beautiful thing for me because it was it's a very long process um, when you struggle with some of those effects. So um, right now, I'm just kind of in love with the training, and I think that all the goals in pro wrestling are there, and they'll stay there because it's in my nature to want to be the guy everywhere I've gone. I was never chosen, you know, but I've always fought to be either at the top or somewhere around that realm. And I, you know, I would take it as far back as my main event with Drew McIntyre. Like no one expected me to go 30 minutes with that guy or 25 minutes or whatever it was and push as hard as we did. But those things are the things that bring me the most joy a lot of times. Like, creating those special moments and I want to create more of them. So I think it's all, it's in all of our nature as entertainers to want to do that for people. So is that match a highlight of your career? Do you have a, another match as a highlight of your career or do you, do you look at back at that one as being something you, are you most proud of any type of uh, certain match in, in your, in your illustrious career? Um, basically any match with Dijak. Um, I've had a few, Really top tier matches with Matt Riddle. Uh, both of my matches with Ishii was something rather special. In terms of moments, like there's been quite a few of them, but I'd say that you just don't see someone show up anywhere in any place and then their first fight is Randy Orton. So I was pretty proud to, I think that was. Um, something that I appreciated in terms of respect and just admiration because to, to me is one of the greatest storytellers this industry's ever seen. And that's something that I, I guess I hope to be, you know? Wow. When you look at, um, before you get into a big match, what's playing in your headphones? What gets you hyped? Oh, oh man! Uh, I've been judged for my headphones many a time. Uh, <laughs> That's the beauty of it. I have a, a very long and as as you would call it illustrious history of making people angry with my playlist. <laughs> the first person that comes to mind would be my old partner Shane Taylor. Uh, that guy, the disappointment on his face when, uh, you know, some random uh, Kung Fu Nation comes on. Uh, Asian Kung Fu what? Nation comes on and it's wow. like, what? <laughs> or 
uh, you know, Boa, like just some random K-pop or, or some Japanese music. That's my guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got K-pop bumping all the time. People are like, yo, man, I'm going to take your yeah, black card, real. Mac. I'm like, you can have my black card because I'm listening to this K-pop right now. <laughs> we got black pink in our area. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Yo, that is a pun. <laughs> Yo, Brian, drop that out, baby. <laughs> so, dude, when you like when you were on the indie, when you was on the Independence, and you were driving around, was you a lot of times a driver, and you would make your, um, you know, your passengers suffer with the music? <laughs> oh, like fair history for me is that I actually like to ride by myself because I love music. Like when I say I love it, I love it more than whatever the hell you're trying to tell me. Like it doesn't really interest me that much. So. I prefer to ride alone so that I can like be in the moment with my music. But when I ride with people and I'm the driver, oh, some people are shocked. Some people are uh, appalled. Shane Taylor, looking at you. Some people <laughs> are pleasantly surprised. My uh, my best friend uh, is a wrestler on the Indies named JD Griffey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we kind of we kind of link in that in that kind of. He's got a love for music. I got a love for music and. Years ago, man, there used to be like boys to men harmonies on nine hour trips. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it was nuts. But when you take into consideration the Ring of Honor times and 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 Ray Rowe, excuse me, Eric, uh would forego his flight just to make sure we can get to a Ring of Honor show and ride with us. Beautiful. <laughs> and then they decide to connect my phone, and then I go to sleep. And they can't change it. <laughs> so then when, you know, uh, Britney Spears' Toxic comes on and they're That's like... That's a banger, though. That's a banger. Oh, you yeah. cannot... See, the thing about it is, Mr. Lee, not to cut you off, but see, those are the songs that we that you and I embrace wholeheartedly, they try to pretend like they don't like. They try to pretend... But they listen to it in secret, I'm telling you. Who the hell don't like Toxic? Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Please. Classic. And, I, and I, I will actually do you one better. I, I 100% stand with you on this remark because Shane Taylor used to talk a lot of noise about me watching anime. And then one day he came to my, this is an apartment like years ago. Uh, and I was living in San Antonio at the time. And then we turned on an anime for him and the guy couldn't turn it off. He just had to watch the next episode and the next episode. Next thing you know, he finished two seasons. Awesome. Like, I had to know what was going to happen. I was like, I know. Only <laughs> <laughs> a matter of time. That, that moment right there. That's the moment I've been waiting for right there. Yeah. So, we, so we, um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing things kind of develop with, with, with you and Mr. Strickland. I'm seeing some kind of things, kind of some, something blossoming, something's blooming. Is this, is it a tag team forming? Are we talking about titles here? Are you still singles? Are we doing both? What's, what's going on when you and Mr. Swerve? What's, what's happening? What's bubbling up, Mr. Lee? So, um, you know, he and I have a very short history on the independence in terms of teaming, and it kind of makes a lot of this feel very natural, actually. So I think we're both still, you know, singles wrestlers. It's just, you know, we have a we have a common foe and we enjoy each other, to, to say the least. Like the guy's an incredible talent. He does some ridiculous things like, I don't know, stepping on your chest and doing a backflip off of it just because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, things that I would never think about doing in the history. Well, I can't say I would never think about doing it. But there ain't a lot of guys I could just be like, yo, let me use your chest to jump on. (laughs) By all means, go ahead. Splitting you in half when I do it. (laughs) 
So I don't know, man. When it comes to it, like a lot of stuff feels natural. And I think some things just organically happen uh, when it comes to this sport. And I feel like there's something very natural about he and I. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, if something occurs because of this whole fighting with Team Taz, then I'm more than open to it, man. I'm, I, I, my goal is to create special moments, magical moments, regardless of what realm they come in. Obviously, I'm a singles guy. I've been that for, you know, the majority of my career. Yeah. Um, but I'm not... Uh, Completely unfamiliar to the tag scene, thanks to Mr. Shane Taylor. That was a different time, though. Two enormous guys. They were just crushing people. So having a competitive side to it is, is very fun. I'm looking forward to doing more of that. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's awesome teaming with him. What's been your take on the, the resurgence for the Chapter 2 of Ring of Honor? I mean, you have experience there. It's a new iteration. Do you see yourself working both promotions or having an, a favors to one at this point in your career? Well, I think that um, considering that I have just recently joined AEW, um, I'm pretty committed to trying to raise the bar there in a uh, a multitude of, of ways, like something about more marketing or, or an interest in um, just growing the name itself is, is kind of my, my goal and purpose right now. And Ring of Honor is something I haven't seen since 2017, I believe. But I'd be willing to, to have a match there under the right circumstances. You know, there's, there's quite a few <laughs> there that are interesting, like uh, Mr. Samoa Joe. Let's uh, go. That's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a circumstance where I would consider him to be a bit of a mentor, especially from the business side of things. Taught me a lot. Uh, and, and for all intents and purposes, he's the reason that I ever took a chance going to the East Coast. Um, if it was not for his advice, him and uh, one Mr. Brian Cage, I never would have gone to the East Coast. I never would have had that match with Dijak that kind of changed the trajectory of my career as a whole. I could have been just another dude stuck in Texas doing random stuff. But, um, yeah, there's something special about those three letters, especially when you come from it. And, and it's something that's helped you build who you are. So yeah, I'd be open to, to fighting there. Awesome. So um, real quickly, just wanted to get your thoughts. If I say that, if I say the name RJ City, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Silly, <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> obnoxious. Uh, he's uh he's he's an interesting fellow. But for all intents and purposes, like I I make fun and I and I poke bits here and there, but I think the guy's rather brilliant. Yes. Um, just not not only in terms of like what he produces in terms of this character and, and, and what he works on, but just conversing with him. He's a, he's a different fellow, very unique. And uh, I like him and who, who he is and kind of the energy that he has about himself. So uh, I enjoy him. <laughs> don't don't think that hard, RJ. I, I will power bomb you. Okay? Let me see. We don't okay, crap that out, Brian. We're crapping that out. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A few more before we get you out of here. I wanted to, I wanted to give your grandma some flowers, man. I read about that and how you probably wouldn't be here without her, her, her love of pro wrestling. Let's, 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 let's talk, just get, put her over, brother. Just talk to me about what, what, what she meant to you in your career and you as a, as a man, as a person, as a wrestler. I mean, at the end of the day, like even to this day, she's my everything when it comes to pro wrestling. She was the human being that instilled a love for, for me. And, you know, while it did create some tension in my family when I decided to forego football in order to pursue this, um, there's something about that connection that we had and what it produced in her uh, and the feelings that it created for her and the intensity it created for her. I feel like seeing her able to unload those things and kind of be so into and wrapped up into this sport that we love was something that just made me want to do the same thing for other people. And, uh, you know, I will forever love her for that. There's a, there's a, there's a story I only tell close friends and family, but I have very much enjoyed my time with you guys. So I'm going to share this. This is a very candid and open and honest statement even though I'm 37 years old, she died about 25 years ago. There are times in this day and age where I will be dreaming and I will see her and I never hear her voice, but there's an image of her expressing pride and joy in what I do and how I fought to stay in it. And in those nights, you know, I thought I was done crying about her a long time ago, but it doesn't matter when I have those dreams. When I have them, I always wake up just, and there's tears on my pillow. There was a time where I thought, oh, maybe I just drooled, but uh, no, there's plenty of times where I've woken up and had to, you know, kind of wipe the face and, and realize there's, there's still a, a handy and bountiful amount of joy and love I have for her and what she has created within me and something I love to share with people. So yeah, it's a ton of joy for her. I appreciate you telling us that, man. Thank you. That's beautiful Thank stuff, you. man. Wow, that was, that was moving, man. Uh, I had a, a personal question because I, I like the fact you hold it down for, for thick boys like myself. Oh, Flo, um, he's excited about this. He's, expi- I, I'm, he's I'm, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that, you know, because like, all my <laughs> heroes growing wait, up. Wait, I, wait, wait a minute. You probably so <laughs> thick? Yeah, oh, you see, okay. see, let's see, listen, see, yeah, tell them to give them, give them some context. Give them some context. Okay. okay, yeah, for sure. So when I was 14 years old, I was five foot nine, 275. And when I was 22 years old, I was six foot tall, 378 pounds. 
And I oh. went on, I went on a subway diet, basically. <laughs> lost I thought you had yourself quite the journey. Okay, you have yeah. one for you. I, I, <laughs> I acknowledge and admire your work that you've done, my friend. Please continue. Likewise, uh, I always like the fact that you're you're always completely yourself, especially with your ring gear. Express yourself with colors that people thought we couldn't flex, like the baby blues and the nice. pinks. Do you have a ring gear setup that you like, one of your favorites for a particular match? Or like, yo, this put the extra effort in? Because I have one in my head. I didn't know if we were on the same wavelength. Did you have one like that just goes, yeah, that was that was a fit? Ooh, um... I like basically anything that has pink as an accent. <laughs> uh, that's definitely like baby blue and pink are literally my, my they're tied for first in terms of my favorite colors. Um, so I, I love when I get to put those together, but I have some ideas that are far more specific gear that I think are going to, that's something I would classify as the fit. I think if I had to pick one right now, would probably be that Broly set that I had made and look forward to making use of in the near future. But uh, there's a few ideas I have that are kind of generated based on um, admiration or interest uh, and even some that, that, that may be business related going forward, just like one set of gear that's dedicated to, um, uh, business or, or what have you. So I, there's a few ideas I have, and I don't want to really disclose them like that. <laughs> I will say some of them are are anime inspired, and some um, are kind of Star Wars inspired. Ooh. So we'll see. You know, I have to make sure that I do things in a way that's not going to get anybody sued, namely me. <laughs> <laughs> Did, um, do you like um, do you like um, do you like Boba Fett um, Mister Lee? Do you like Boba Fett? Yeah, it was okay. okay. I, like it wasn't great in my opinion. Okay. Like basically, uh, uh, here's some story and uh, here's an introduction to the Mandalorian season. Right. Right, 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 right. What about you? Excited for Obi Wan, though, right? Obi Wan looks incredible. absolutely, yeah. Looks incredible. I mean, I, I will watch anything Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I just noticed like that that bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're like, oh, this is a, um, this is a little bit of uh, this is a little buffer before Mandalorian. It's really, it's a really long trailer for Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr., Mr. Waters, ask Mr. Lee this question, and I'm gonna get him out of here after that. You, you, put, but but frame it properly. Don't try to set it up where in your face. I'm gonna frame yeah. it. Yes. So um, right here at the Ring of Wrestling, we've had an internal debate. It started with our good brother Kaz of the Masked Man Show. He tweeted, he quote tweeted about um, medium well sticks don't get a lot of love. Evan followed up on, you know, with a couple emojis that he called him out on the show on the Mac Mania podcast last week. So we've had this debate on how do everybody like their steak. So we got to ask you, Mr. Lee, how do you like your steak? Um, if I'm being honest, I'm not that much of a beef eater. Okay. But when I do, it has to be top tier steak. Like it, it can't be just some run of the mill, random, not well bred, not well raised beef. So this is important for me. And the simple answer for me would be medium or medium rare. That's it. Like there, you don't go. If you're going well, you probably don't have that good of a cut of meat. 
and it's time for you to step your game up. Oh, Baskin is glory. Now, Brian, now, Brian, tell tell the three. Oh, Baskin is glory. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Waters, tell the great Keith Lee how you like your steak. I like mine medium well, and I like it. It tastes good to me. Listen, man, yeah. here's the situation, right? I'm a firm believer in this in all facets of life. It is not my duty to judge you. Yep. <laughs> or, but you just said I didn't have a good piece of meat. <laughs> chances are your meat's not very good, but this is my perspective, right? Yep, yep. You are very welcome to yours and your opinion. I'm just saying <laughs> wrong. That's okay. That is the nicest dunk I've ever seen. No, see, the same thing that Evan did on Tuesday. That's the same exact thing. He said, look, I, you know, that's a, it's you the one eating it, but uh, I eat it the way the chef prepares it. So, so here's my suggestion, right? I, I want you to just take a moment and explore one time in your life. Do you ever come to DFW, like the Dallas area? I was just there. Listen, the next time you come back here, I want you to visit a restaurant called The Monarch. Okay. Now, make sure you bring some good clothes, but you can't just walk up in there looking like we, uh, me normally. Like, you can't... We have one here. You do? Yeah, I didn't get the steak that day, but we went for my wife's birthday. So there's a place called... It's, it's near us? It's near us, B-Water? Yeah, it's The Monarch. And you, oh, they got like the, going down. They got the burlesque dancers. Dude, is that the same type? Because they have burlesque dancers here. Wait a minute, hold on now. <laughs> No, it's What's like it's, a, it's like a dinner theater s, but you gotta be you gotta be well dressed. Nice like strip club s. No, it's not. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe. Well, I guess you know. I guess it's a you know. This is this is literally the same name. What but Baltimore shenanigans you trying to get me into, man? <laughs> I'm trying to say you're out of jail. <laughs> Two married men. Yo, come I'm married. But no, let's hold on. I went with my wife and her friends. <laughs> so let me, ask, let me ask this question. Then. <laughs> If you have the monarch, how much did their steaks cost? And I'll tell you if it's the same thing. About okay. three, four hundred dollars, depending. That sounds about oh, right. Wow. Your, monarch, your monarch is a little more. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna send a little, little risk cash. I'm gonna send you the link to the, the place. <laughs> send them, send them, send them. I'm gonna send y'all the link. The monarch is a little bit more. Uh... <laughs> no, it was classy. It was classy. Charm City. I, I I wasn't you know if, wifey, like, if you had wifey in there I, I trust I trust that it was a respectable establishment because <laughs> yeah, you're a respectable the, 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 church going brother the steak the steak prices was you know they was up there you need to try one and get it either medium or medium rare tell me if you notice a difference I, I, I'm gonna try it I'm not opposed you know. reacts to it we'll see we'll see tell me how you feel when <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Limitless One, the final thing, and then we're done, we're done, we're done. Um, everyone talks about their Mount Rushmores, and everyone always wants to make a wrestler pick wrestlers and then piss everybody off, and I don't like that because it's 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 too hard to do, but I would love to get your four top, your Mount Rushmore of anime because I think that is very important, and I think, Ooh, and I do think you will have four, but it can only be four because Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. has four presidents. This is a moment when I must express myself by saying, Oh my God! <laughs> How does one make this decision? Um, okay, okay, I think I can do this. I trust you. Let's start with my absolute favorite anime, period. One Piece. 
Evan hates that one. Evan hates that one. He hates that one. That's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, Angelo I don't hate it, piece. but Angelo Dawkins like it's the greatest enemy of all time. And I always gave him like problems with it. And I never thought you would say that. It's like the funniest thing ever right there. Well, the it's better. It's way better than I thought it was. It's way better than I thought. I was dead wrong. I, but like, I was wrong. I am the one who introduced Mr. Dawkins to One Piece. I am oh, the You're the one. You're the, the catalyst. One. And the one that makes me watch because I was so against it forever. I'm talking years. I was like, I can't watch all these episodes. So was I. And then someone that I, to this day, miss and and respect, ACH, had a very long talk with me. And we talked and we talked. And I was like, fine, I'll give it five episodes. Give it five. Episode two, I was done. I was like, listen. I have to watch all of this. And it was perfect timing because I was injured at that time. And I binged watched 500 episodes of One Piece. I started in 2013, 14, I think. 14, yeah. 2014. And I have not stopped staying current with it ever since then. I am in love with that anime. I'm a I'm I'm a 37 year old man, Mr. Lee, and I can admit when I'm wrong because I'm an old man now, and I can admit I was dead wrong because I was talking all this noise, watch one episode, and then when Dawkins said it called Go I said, you know what? Let me sit my butt down. My wife is obsessed with anime, has been since this I've known her, I know her for 22 years, and I and I my book, and I and you know what? And I go, you know what? Because I'm, 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 my, my animes are different than other people's animes, even though, like I'm a Samurai Shampoo guy, and I like Inuyasha and things like that. But but like I watched it, I was like. I'm, I was wrong. It's very intriguing. It's very addicting. It's very incredible. And I and I stand corrected. So Keith, Mr. Lee has yeah yo yeah yo. He has <laughs> he has he has one piece at, on the top of his Mount Rushmore. He's chiseling out Luffy in the stone right now. <laughs> yeah, we got one piece. You have to, and I mean have to. There is no way. There's no bones about it. You have to put Demon Slayer. Okay. In this yeah. Mount Rushmore. Um, not early just, too, early, early, early. The emotion that that anime elicits from people that aren't even in the anime that I've shown this anime is just outlandish. And then on top of that, their art, beautiful, so unique beautiful. and so fluid. I just love it to death. So, two, team yes, Um. If I have to go with another one, I think that there is no choice because this is another one that has dragged in people that don't really watch anime, and that is Attack on Titan. I I, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. You just have to give it its flowers. You just do, the, man. It's, it's the like... And the turns of this last, like, part two of this final season is... It's, it's got people addicked this is, a nice, this is a good list. It's a good list. Who's rounding, off? Who's rounding yeah. off the fourth, though? That's the tough one because you got to leave somebody yeah. out. Yeah. That is the tough one, but I do have it in mind. And I am about 97.824%. Scientifically <laughs> <laughs> proven. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty high. I'm sorry. That's yeah. high. <laughs> pretty sure that that spot has to go to my hero academia. Wow. Oh, okay. Man, right. man, my wife would be my wife would be losing her when she hears it. She's gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's my guy!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 like a better format of storytelling from Dragon Ball Z. But if, if the whole squad could actually fight, and you had no Yamchas, 
Wow, Wells, man. Just saying, like, there's a lot of people with a lot of talent in that. And then the voice acting is incredible for so many people. Like, that's got to be a, like an incredible budget to even have for that. But the story and the growth and, and the way that it's being told, I'm really enjoying it. A lot of wow. twisted turns, too. So. That was that was Mr. Lee's Mount Rushmore of anime, a very eclectic list. B Waters, I'm sure he's gonna chop it up and make it sound pretty because I want the anime community to hear what this man had to say about it. <laughs> it was it was it was listen, it's one of those lists you just can't refute because it's too there's too it was eclectic, mm-hmm. it was different, it was ebbs and flows to it. It was drama, it was it was like an anime, baby. The, the, the anime Mount Rushmore was like an anime, baby. So <laughs> we oh, it out here, baby. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Lee. Thank you so much for your time, kind sir. It means a lot to us for making it work, brother. We really, really appreciate you, man. Honored you had time for me. I am. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time that the MacMania podcast takes a moment to bring class, intelligence, beauty, and charisma to your ears. Here is when we highlight the incredible women in this industry. It is time for Madam Mania. I'm very, very excited. This is the first edition of what I call Madam Mania, and I couldn't think of a better guest to bring on than the glamour herself, Miss Mariah May. What is good, my dear? All across the pond, what's going on, babe? I'm very good. How are you? I'm swell. But first and foremost, can you please, as someone as glamorous and as beautiful and elegant, as talented as you are, why in the hell do you support such a terrible team as the Arsenal oh. Gunners? Can you oh. please explain yourself? Wow. Uh, Miss Mariah May, because the team she's, is trash. She's going to leave. She's going to quit the I, show. I, I was about to offer you a job and say you can come and be my ring announcer. So Damn. you be such a good intro, but you just played yourself by saying Arsenal. <laughs> so I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm just listen. I'm just upset because my squad is Manchester United. I'm really upset because y'all ran us through the yeah. That's what I'm saying. By your silence, silence is golden. So by your silence, I feel like that you are in support of of the Red Devils, and I really appreciate it. Deep down, <laughs> deep down, all the way over there, the lady from Tottenham. I'm just trying not to throw up. Excuse me. I know the feeling. <laughs> So let me get, let me get this started, Miss Mariah. May I wanted to put you on and and, and talk to you about your, your career briefly and just talk about. Let's say if I'm an alien from a different planet and I, I floated down and and I wanted to know what the wrestling scene was like in Europe. What would you tell the the, the alien that is Evan Mack? What's the wrestling scene like, especially for you in Europe? I mean, the best part about it is me, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> no cap, seriously. No, it's really cool. I mean, it's obviously not as big as it is in America. I can't speak for all of Europe. I've only done uh, Germany, Northern Ireland, obviously, England, Wales. Um, I'm going to Italy this weekend, which is really cool. Um, but so I can't speak for the rest of Europe, but for the countries I've been in, it's really cool. It's definitely not as big as America. Like I actually recently went to America for WrestleMania week. I did Philly, I did Jersey, I did Texas and it was huge. And, you know, everything was a lot bigger and, and just crazy. Um, but it's a cool scene, you know, we've got stuff going on. We're definitely growing. And, um, I mean, I'm at the front of it, so uh, yeah, speaking about being a, at the front of it, you are a truly international star. As you mentioned, you're traveling to all these different countries and performing. 
Do you like the idea of being someone who can sort of be free and travel everywhere? Or do you prefer the idea of having a more exclusive contract somewhere where you can call home? Um, I mean, I definitely love traveling, but I think if you are contracted, you do travel. Like if you think about WWE, for example, like they get to tour all over the world. I know with COVID, obviously things stopped, but they're starting to tour again and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily think if you're contracted, you can't do that. For me, I just, I want to travel. I have a lot of international fans and I actually got to meet some of them in Germany recently, which was kind of crazy because it's been like three years. So to finally meet these people was amazing. So I definitely want to travel. Um, yeah, and I really want to go to America. That's my big, my big goal is to be there permanently. You talk about the different styles of wrestling worldwide, uh, you know, about the, the Japanese style, the Mexican style, and, and the, the European style, and specifically the British style has its own very unique idiosyncrasies. Like, what's been your take on that? Being able, almost like a, an ambassador, if you will, beating people up across borders uh, nationwide. How do you approach the craft? I mean, I definitely do my best to kind of bring some of the British style. I've obviously been to a lot of different seminars and been coached by people who are like very strong on that. I did a lot for All Star when I was first coming up and All Star is just like fundamental British wrestling. It's been around for a really long time in this country. They tour all the time. Um, and I got to work with people like Dean Ormark who would just constantly give me feedback. He's like a legend, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, so I got to work with people like that. So I definitely try to carry some of that. And I think you can see it a little bit in my work, a little bit. Like I'm, I'm not going to call myself like a British technician by any means, but I think a lot of the style that I do and the way that I work, you can definitely see the British influence, which I think is quite a nice flavor, quite a nice touch to kind of take around Europe and take to America. So, Ms. May, you know, you've, uh, with you, you know, having your inspirations and things like that, tell us a little bit about some of the people that you grew up watching, some of the people that when you sit back and you study the tape, you're like, you know what? I like what this person does. I'll put this, incorporate this into my style. Who are some of the I people mean, that you watch? Growing up, I literally wanted to be Mickey James and she was a uh, lunatic. So I don't know what that says about me as a kid, but like she was just God to me. Um, I wanted to be like Jeff Hardy and stuff like that. And um, I think as I got a little bit older and I started like digging back into wrestling, you know, the internet, <laughs> like, I could watch like the Attitude Era and stuff, much to my mom's dismay. She would like walk in and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I love Trish Stratus and stuff like that. They really stood out to me and I'm definitely inspired by them. I think for Trish, my, my big thing with her is just her confidence. I think when she goes into the ring, she just owns it. Like she, even when she was newer and she said she learned on the job, she was still like the biggest part because she just owned it. And she was just like, this is my ring. Like I'm the best part of it. I'm not, I never like directly try to take anything from anyone, especially women, because there's so few of us. So sometimes I look to guys and I kind of look at what they do. And I try and like, if I'm looking for, to expand my moveset, I'll kind of look towards guys and some of the stuff that they were doing and see if I can find something that not every girl is doing. So I try to pick inspiration from different places and just, just play around in the ring. Some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. <laughs> right. So, so as as you grind in your way uh, through this this difficult thing, as like as professional wrestling, what, what's it like um, on the daily grind and, and jobs and trying to earn an income and and traveling and paying for stuff and your gear and and, oh. and, and maintaining a roof and, and, <laughs> eating, and paying gear. bills. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest like? bill is my wrestling gear. Honestly, I once I literally once bought gear from America. I haven't worn it yet because it's too special. It costs the same as a small car. And I was like, I can't wear this gear in a school hall. Like this gear is for TV. Like, <laughs> so it's just sitting in my wardrobe, like all wrapped up and protected. But every day is, is very different. And so I've been on shows for two years now. Obviously we had the pandemic, which was very unique. 
But so my first year of wrestling, and like when I was training, I was working a full-time job. I was studying as well. I was training. Obviously, you're paying for all your food, your diet, um, going to the gym, all of that stuff. And you literally do not get a break. And then I decided I would do my YouTube because I really like the idea of like almost having my own reality show and kind of documenting my whole journey. Um, so it was kind of really difficult back then. Now I'm in a position where I'm fully self-employed, which is amazing. I recently quit my job because through YouTube, through Twitch, through merch, through bookings, through touring, I make enough to very comfortably cover my bills. That was my thing. I'm like, I'm not going to quit when I cover my bills. I'm going to quit when I can cover them three times because then, you know, you're safe no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also as well, so we did have another pandemic. I still make my income through Twitch and YouTube, so I'm not going to get completely messed up. So um, I'm very fortunate now that I'm fully self-employed. So day-to-day for me is still very different and very crazy. But, you know, it's all sorts. It's traveling, it's photo shoots, it's working out, it's sending out merch, it's it's interviews such as this. It's a lot of different things. And I think it can be difficult because you're doing it all yourself. Um, But I always just think when I'm stressed or when I'm too, like, too busy I'm just like I dreamed about this for a very long time and normally at this time on is it Tuesday or Wednesday today I don't even know I think it's Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, and then Tuesday, Tuesday here. I would be like sat in an office just staring at the clock and just waiting to get home so I can go to the gym so I can watch some wrestling so the fact that I get to do interviews now the fact that I get to kind of do all the things I dreamed about is making me very lucky so what the hell is yeah. what the hell is my merch Mariah May <laughs> oh, I'm Chris Hemsworth in the background. There's I'm, I'm okay. Chris Hemsworth. You can't, you right can't, now. you can't I'm be crabby about Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, <laughs> Mariah made us well, a tall order, baby. Well, I want to, Mariah. Is it Thor? <laughs> yes. Okay, you know what? Maybe not then. I don't know if I can beat Thor. Mariah, I want to ask you about social media. You mentioned Twitch and you mentioned YouTube. And Do you have an actual social media strategy or are you making this up as you go? Because you are very successful with social media. Is there a plan to it or do you just sort of definitely be like, shoot from the hip? Plan. You can buy my program, but no, I, I'm literally winging it. Um, <laughs> I've been like doing social media for a while. It was always something I was very big on was like documenting that. And I think for all of its flaws, social media is such an amazing tool because if you do have a dream, you have access to so many people and you can really try. So like normally, I guess back in the day, if you wanted to be a wrestler, you had to kind of know the right people or, or like get noticed in a gym which I'm from the UK. So the the likelihood of me kind of getting picked up is so much more difficult. Whereas with social media, people in Japan, people in America, everywhere can watch your stuff and can see what you're doing. And I've had the most incredible opportunities off the back of just people know who I am because of my social media. Like I'm still really new. I'm still two years in, but I've built this massive following, but it's because I work really hard and I share it. Absolutely. And I guess just advice-wise, I just say consistency, like post every day, film everything, take pictures of everything. Well, not everything, but like (laughs) the important stuff. Like, you know, if you're a wrestler, film some of your workout, like film a promo, take pictures and like character, like what would your character wear? Like, you know, take pictures and just really plug away. And, you know, that's how you're going to build a following because it shows people that you care. 
Speaking of that, sure. I don't care because I'm following at Mariah May X on uh, uh, Twitch. Uh, I actually uh, peeked into one of your live streams, which I, I appreciate because you take the time to like engage with fans. Because yeah. there's some Twitch streams where you just, you're doing something and people are like, hey, Mariah, how's it going? People don't want really to say anything, but you take time to actually uh, engage with them and make sure they're seen and acknowledged, which I appreciate. But uh, so you had a question someone asked about dream opponents and, and you had mentioned Sasha Banks. And the question I have is, what can we do to set that up on this podcast? Do you want us to call her out? Do you want us to have on the show? No. Like, Yo, Mariah May was talking crap. Like, how can we help you cut get a that promo match with- on Sasha? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and go. Well, you know what? I actually cut a promo on Sasha like three years ago and stopped having anything behind. But you know, um, I always say you know, I always say social media is crazy, right? I was once doing a live stream and Trish Rice came into the live stream and said yes to wrestling me. So I feel like if you guys tweet Sasha and you tweet the baby and you're like, you know, we want to see the glamour versus the boss the pink print versus the blue print, mm. then it might just happen. I don't know. Sounds They're weird. coming to the UK in like September, so. Yes, they are. Yes, it's they are. It's time. <laughs> so if you could add, if you could add, let's say, give me, give us, give us a top five. Who would be your top five women that you'd wrestle? Who would be your top five? Wow. Oh my God. Um, Trish Dryas, just because I feel like it's symbolic and everyone wants to see it. I'd watch it. Um, Sasha Banks. Bianca Belair. Becky. Ooh. Io Shirai. Oh yeah, the genius of the sky. Mariah, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna call you out. You told Bell the Bells that Mako Sadamora is the best in the world. Ooh. She is the best in the world, but yes, but TZ asked who she wanted to wrestle though. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't want that smoke. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So listen, I'm like, you're about to debut um in, in Italy, my dear, talking to me about it. What's what's going on? How you feeling? You know, is this it's like what's 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 up? How you how you, you feeling you feeling it? You excited? It's, yeah, it, it, I mean my whole thing, like my whole thing is like I'm in a tag team called the Dream Dolls, and our whole theme song is We Rule the World. And unfortunately, she's not wrestling right now, but I am. So I feel like I have to keep the team strong and to rule the world, you have to wrestle everywhere. So regrettably, there's certain countries I've got to go to. But, you know, Italy is one of them. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to get on that easy jet. Um, hopefully win the Women's Championship. So, you know. Let's hope so. Let's hope. Let, now, listen, Mom, before before I get you up out of here, I did want to talk to you. I know you. I know you had a WWE tryout, and I know. Listen, you're you, listen. You young. You're a young whippersnapper. You know what I mean? You about six years old right now, getting in the wrestling ring. You young. You got your whole life. Hey, you young, <laughs> young young lady. I'm old enough to call you young lady. Um. So 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 is that your ultimate goal? Do you want to do you want to be a WWE? Did you want to be at an AEW? Do you want to be at a a major promotion? Because when you're on the scene the way you are, there's benefits to being on the scene. You, you highlighted them in this interview. Of the benefits of being being your own woman and being your own um you know your personality being your own like um brand but would you wanna do you wanna go and just and, and just sell out <laughs> what's wrong with you oh god I for one would you're sell like out a, you're like a, you're, you're, like, you're like a heel no you're like a heel so I was trying to match your heel energy but it's but it's coming off a little yeah it's coming off a little too mean. aggressive I'm not a heel I'm not a <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I'm I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm being silly, but being for real, like, what do you do? You want to um do you want to go to the bigger motion? Do you see yourself? Is that a, is that a dream of yours? Like a number one goal of yours? I mean, I have. So here's the thing: it's like if you asked when I was eighteen, I would be like, I want to be a WWE superstar. That's it. Since I'm eight, like I'm 23 now, a lot has changed in that time. I still would absolutely love to be a WWE superstar, but there's a lot of other options. There's a lot of things going on. Like I recently did a TV show. 
And for me, I love being a character. I love telling stories. And I'm always looking for the next big opportunity and the next big thing. So it depends what that is. It depends what is offered. It depends what's available to me. Like, I think there are definitely benefits to being an independent wrestler. Mm. However, like I am from the UK and the scene isn't as big here and you can't just go to America. Like you need a visa and you need all this different stuff that you can't really get on your own. Um, So there's a lot of other technicalities to consider. I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. You know, I am touring the world off my own back. I have, I am a Twitch partner. I have my YouTube. Right. I have a lot of cool things going on, but ultimately I want to be in films. I want to be on TV. I do want to be a mega star. So if being a WWE superstar is how I get there, I would absolutely love that. And of course, like you said, you know, there's AEW. There's also places like Stardom. There's a lot of other right. cool things. So my options are open and it just depends who wants to make money, you know, who offers me some things. <laughs> who out there want to make money on the glamour? Come on now. That's what okay. I'm talking about. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you talk about being that superstar that you are, and, and you're on your way if you're not there already. I mean, you can see your face all over the world. People are booking you out there, asking for the demand is there. I always want to ask this from a creative standpoint, because I am a performer too, not wrestling because I bruise really easily, but I'm a performer too. Um, what was the point in your career that you realized, look, I'm arrived. It's up to everyone else to buy in to my skill and to my dedication. Was that a particular moment, particular match, yeah. particular day? Um, it wasn't like a particular moment, but I remember it was sort of like just off. Like, so I went to America to do a signing. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I was going to do Mania Week. And it was in that time period that I just, I don't know where it came from. Like, because a lot of the time I just fake it. Like I fake confidence. And I think you have to, like if you're a performer, or I would say even in real life, like you just have to fake it. Like I just, I'm like, right, you just have to pretend to be confident even though inside you are dying. Mm. Um, and I think obviously like I do a lot of performance-based things. I've done performance my whole life, but I've never like fully 100% believed in myself. And I think just after like that first time I went to America, I don't know what happened, but one day I just woke up and I just believed in myself. And like, finally, all the things that people have said to me, like, you know, cause fans like tweet me every day, like, you know, you're great. Like I loved your match. I love this. I love that. And like, to me, I'm like so appreciative of it, but it never like, I never believed it. If that makes sense. If you don't yes. believe in yourself, like I'm a perfectionist. I'm very difficult on myself. I don't know what happened, but one day I just woke up and I was like, I'm doing a really good job. And like, I do a lot of different things and I put a lot of time in. And like, I finally was like, you know what? Like, believe in yourself the way other people do. And I feel like since that moment, for me, like things have just skyrocketed. So I don't think it happens overnight, but I do think if you're pursuing anything performance-based or anything where you've got to put yourself out there, even if it's like you work for a company and you've got to do like a presentation or anything like that, you just have to trick yourself into believing you're the, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, like you're it. And then like one day it will happen. Like it will just come to you and you'll fully start to believe in yourself. But it's taken me like four years to do that. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in um, every now and again, you got to toot your own horn and, and there's nothing wrong with tooting your own horn, Miss Mariah May. And um, I like that you came on with the confidence and you're swagging and you Dressed like a million bucks, you look better than all my gentlemen on here. But um, that's that's why I, that's why I call Madam Mayor. You man, you put listen, I'm putting you over. But um, but, but before I get you out of here, we would like to do on this show on Mac Mania podcast. We like to do a Mount Rushmore, and that's when you pick like the top four things. Like, and everyone usually does top four wrestlers, but I like to do things a little bit differently based on the person that is on the show. And you are very glamorous, so you have to give me your top four like glamorous people. In the world, you're gonna get top four glamour. I just want to say something really funny in here that um, once, like when I was first on my YouTube, someone asked me who my Mount Rushmore wrestling was, and I thought it was five people. And I asked it in this YouTube video, and it's got thousands of views, and not one person in the comments has corrected me. 
See, it's just like, well, listen, if you, when you, when you, listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, listen, you, you, you're blonde, you're pretty, you got charisma. I'm just gonna let you know, ain't nobody gonna just. Everything. I don't know how no one's picked up on it. Because it's when you, when you, when you, when you, you know what I mean? Your hair and your, you know what I mean? We ain't nobody gonna mess and correct you on. You know, ain't nobody got the heart, you know what I mean? If you want to go fight people, let's go fight people. Give me your. For words, words, I would be corrected right away. Yeah, listen, listen. We're, we're terrible. We're terrible human beings. But like this, can you uh, give me like your four, your four most glamorous people? It could be in oh, anything. It's so bad, but my first thought was myself. That's cool. That's like, you yeah. put yourself on the Mount Rushmore. Me and Stone. Like, oh, I have to. Uh, myself, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Nice. Mm. Uh, it's hard. Glamour, glamour, glamour. There's a drop off apparently after those two. Uh, I think Mount Rushmore's two people. <laughs> She's right. She's right, y'all. I try to think who's glamorous. Like, mm. I mean, I'm probably gonna say Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's alright. Yeah, she doesn't okay. really miss. She's always very on point. Um, so me, Marilyn, and Kim, and then um, like- Pamela Addison. Oh, yeah. that's a nice like idea. Yeah. I feel like I, I like shouldn't them. be in, in this category, but I'm going to put myself oh. in there. No, no, listen. <laughs> this, hey. this, this is what I love about it. You can take horn. it anywhere you want. Are you the first person to put yourself in? You made history on this show, and I love that. I put myself on the Mount Rushmore. I'm such a narcissist that I made history. Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, Mariah May, I really, I really appreciate it in all seriousness. Thank you so much for taking the time and taking some time out of your day and your busy schedule and all the stuff you do to come join the fellas um, for a little bit. And um, get re- real quick before you dip, can you just can you put yourself over and tell people where they can find all your all your glamorous can I stuff? Put myself I'm over. just a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am Mariah May X on pretty much every social media in existence: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. And you can grab my merch at mariahmay.bigcartel.com. Thank you. I'm talking to you directly about that because I want to see me and Chris Hemsworth next to each other. <laughs> Don't we all? It will happen. We <laughs> might be a big deal model, but yeah, I'm Mariah. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll happen, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. The question is who's unstoppable? 
Keith Lee in these streets. You don't want no problem with this beef when you see me. I've been underrated for so long, I'm a monster. But it's obvious, when it comes to me, you guys always underrate my accomplishments. Oh, yes, oh, yes. But the show, I told y'all, is going to be action-packed. It's going to be full of all kinds of things today. And it's been a long time coming. It's long overdue. I got my brother on here, man, Monteezy Fasheezy. What's really good, baby boy? Hey, big bro, man. What is the word, man? I am um, humbled. I am honored to be here in Barrel. You know, we, uh, long time coming, man. We've been working together on some things for a bit now. You know, the, the world finally heard a sample of that. So yeah. I'm just happy to uh, to be here with you guys and uh, long extended family. And I'm a fan of what you guys are doing. I'm glad that I like to see brothers come together for the love of pro wrestling and everything else besides wrestling to see you guys coming in and taking over how you guys are, man. I'm Definitely a fan of what you guys are doing and keep killing it. Thank you, Montezia. Jack Farmer, Philippo Boys, Brian H. Waters, Chocolate Cat, the planet in the building. Your boy Evan T. Mac here. Uh, Montezzi, before we get into some wrestling, I want to talk about you for a second, baby boy. Um, what you what you what you got, what you got going on, man? What's 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 Teezy got on the table? What's Teezy got on the plate? If y'all listening to this man's voice, he he rap a little bit, he dabble in the booth. He, you know how he be, he had a couple 16s on you every now and again, then he dip out. What's going on, baby boy? Yes, so man, uh, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make this as consolidated as I can. Uh, first thing is that, uh, you know, just um, me and Swerve just dropped our project together, Tears, on all digital platforms. Make sure you guys get that, it's been greatly reviewed. Um, that's uh, that's the group album that we've been uh, that we just released. So we released that in March, uh, on Queen Latifah's birthday. So make sure you guys uh, check, check that out. Uh, we always try to pick like some significant day to drop an album, but something like, oh, what's happening on. June fifteenth. Oh, that's that's um, Ice Cube first album. Okay, we'll just put it out that day. Oh, like that. No, we we always do something like that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know we have that. Uh, I'm dropping my my solo project, uh, Erica Sun Two, which will be out on sixth uh, of sixth uh, of July, which is the guy who inspired me to rap Fifty Cent's birthday. So that's what I'm dropping my project. It's incredible. Um, you know, I actually there is a tour coming up. There was a tour where I was gonna actually go, just go to go and do some dates, but. Uh, obviously, I wanted to get my bro involved. I wanted to get my my boy John Connor in. So we have uh, we have some booking have some uh, booking dates now. Where uh, we're actually going to go on tour together and just waiting for the confirmation on everything like that. And hit a hit a weekend tour. You know, a couple of dates a month. Nothing too crazy, but you know, Swerve does his other job, and so we want to make sure <laughs> that he we uh, are able to be available on the weekends to do that. Um, TZ's Table the podcast is doing great things. Got to get you guys on on on. The, you got to do the. I return to love and get you guys on there. Get all you guys together on on, on my platform, and um, we'll uh, get you guys on there and have a, have a good time as well. Uh, that podcast is doing good. Every other Monday, I've been dropping those episodes. And Swerve City Podcast, obviously, we just had Tony Khan's interview mm-hmm. released yesterday, and it's um, damn, I didn't realize how much these and those wrestling sites took that took that thing quick. I mean, it Absolutely. wasn't even that thing wasn't even out five minutes, and it's just like WrestleZone said this, and I was like, God damn. He doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do too many interviews, though, fam. You know, and definitely, right. and definitely right. in different capacities. He he come on busted open every now and again, but he doesn't really do too many interviews. Talk talk to me about that, homie. It was it was it's a big get. Um, you know, you know, I respect what you do, man. We talk often, and um, and and that's a that's a big get, and again, it cannot be understated what that what that is, what that means for you guys, what that means for the show. And I don't give a damn how it came about. It came about, and um, what, what was that like interviewing a billionaire, brother? It's it's different because you finally, you know, the funny thing is when you meet people with that kind of status or money or that kind of imprint, 
you you see how cool and laid back he is. And you're like, you know what? There's really no excuses for anybody else. Mm. You know, there's really wow. on how, how you treat people, you know, wow. and, how, uh, and he's he he treated everybody with so much grace in that room when we were talking. He remembered everybody's name. He said, what's your name? What's your name? And he remembered everybody's name. Wow. And he didn't. He made everybody feel important. He it was it was really, really great. And he was very transparent. His body language, reading his body language he was very open. You could tell there's some things he wanted to talk about and he wanted to, you could tell that there was a lot that he wanted to get off his chest. We asked him everything that we really could, that we really could to get as close as we could yeah. without it, without it being, you know what I mean? Anything that'll bother him. So we tried to get what the people wanted to hear, but also be res- as respectful as we could too. But it was great, man. Just sitting there watching. I'm just like, man, I need to, I, I'm trying to figure out how to get to this, bro. That's what I like. Like, though, no, you got it. Like wherever that is, Whatever that world is, that's uh, that. That's where it's at, bro. But let, let me know what. What do I invest that? What I put twenty dollars in? Because let it grow to five billion, bro. For the people that are listening to the podcast right now, TZ is doing the hand when you make your money fingers. He's rubbing his fingers. Yes, together. thank like you. Money, yeah, like, money. That's man. what he, money, that's what he says. This, he's rubbing his fingers again. He means money. Um, and then uh, we got invited to to come out to the uh, the combine next year, the NFL combine, just to just to see it. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, you like you guys want to come to the NFL combine next year?" I was like. <laughs> The hell? Y'all like what? 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 the young guys going to trial for the draft? Oh yeah, I'm pulling up. Yeah, I pull right. up. Yeah, trying to trying to be cool about it. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. But it's not. Hey Jack, I was like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yo, we going? We going? We going? Off camera, I was like, oh god, yeah. Oh man, you know, you try to keep you try to keep your composure, but it was it was good, man. I'm very blessed and. Uh, blessed to have you, you know, your guys' support because that that's what really matters. And I think people don't really sit back and realize that you got to have people that are really supporting you and putting the battery in your back and, and saying, hey, go out there and get this, you know, go out there and achieve these things. And everybody's rooting for each other. You know, you everybody's mm-hmm. I think I like about this, about where media is going right now in wrestling is there's a lot more support for each other. There's a lot more. Interesting. There's a lot more support starting to happen. I'm starting to see. And um, I appreciate you guys and what you guys are doing on this podcast. I watch all the time. And, you know, from having a personal relationship with you, Evan, and with you, Brian, and to see where you guys have grown. And when I saw you guys were together, I was like, oh, Voltron happened. When I saw you two, <laughs> know each, when I saw them two know each other, and then I already seen Flobo and then and Jack, and to see how th- it all happened. And I got to give you your flowers too, Evan, because, you know, we talked when certain things happened. Long time. We had a nice song. We had a nice conversation. We had a nice conversation, and I'm just like, man, whatever I could do to help my brother, but I, but just the way you dog, you kicked out at two and landed on your feet like Shawn Michaels <laughs> at WrestleMania versus Kurt Angle, bro. I swear to God, man, you, you I mean, bro, Flobo, bro, I'm sitting there, I was like, you know, usually, you know, because you go through your little down periods and stuff, and this yeah. business, there's no guarantees in this business. This business can break your heart a lot of times, mm-hmm. and you just have to find the positive and everything. And the more team, the more of a team we have, the better it's going to be during the ride. And but but I told him one day, I said, bro, you kicked out like you just took three stunners. <laughs> Did and, he get them? No. No. And he all you see is it's like I just remember all I think of what I think of Evan, oh, the main thing I think of when Undertaker was buried alive, and you saw his hand pop through. <laughs> and, you, and you saw his hand pop through the uh and you see Undertaker's fingers waving, just wiggling. With the glove on. We got to post that picture of Evan as Undertaker. I think that'd be perfect. He popped through, bro. That was the message. I said, you know, I, I sat back and I just watched. You always want to see people's comeback. 
You just want to see somebody's come back from something that might have might have hurt might have hurt their spirit or something that changed their lives. Yeah. And to see where he came back from, I was like, yo, this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude's the greatest, man. I got good, man. You did it, bro. You did it. Yo, TZ, I appreciate that, man. It means more to me than you, you and you ever know. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I don't even I don't even know what to say. Thank, I, I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot, bro. Because uh, all, all I want to do is just you know, you know, <laughs> pay bills and make everybody happy and just getting and and, and, get, and make, get a whole bunch of people rich and then we can all be rich. That literally, if you ask me what I want to do, everybody I love be rich, and I'd be like, sweet. If I died the second it happened, I'd be good. Truly. Like a lot of people, say, a lot of people don't say, think it, but that's what I really mean. If I get all my crew rich, like rich, 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 and I'd be like, the Lord's like, Evan, it's time. I'm like, damn, you really came. You really came for me, didn't you? <laughs> you, you really coming for me right now? <laughs> you said my He's child. like, you said it. I'm like, damn, but that's all I really want. TZ, you know how much I love you for that, bro, for real. And um, it means a lot because because uh, a person like you and what you do, and to me, my first love before was movies was was rap and hip hop and and that's a different kind of grind and what you're doing is not easy my brother and um and because skill was not the issue um you're one of the best that I've ever heard ever and, and nobody cares about my opinion but all I listened to whatever was rap when I was a kid so I know a little bit more than some people do all thank I thank you bro to. thank you uh, man I appreciate you, that, and, and you and that's and you got and you picked it up later than some people. Yeah, um, yeah I was are, like eighteen. Yeah, that's insane to me. You're 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 much much better than even you think you are, brother. From a, from a wordplay perspective, from a storytelling perspective, from a metaphor perspective, from a lyrical perspective. Thank you, bro. Um, Thank I, mean, you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And um, so I'm very excited to hear what you have cooking, my brother. And um, but let me ask you something. Wrestling related. Uh, is 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 Roman Reigns the greatest of all time, man? Is, the, is, the, mere, the mere fact that you're pausing is how I know he's gotten to the conversation quickly. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the pause alone is how I know Joe is, he's in the realm of something. Because you're still pausing. Yeah, he's still, dog, it's not. He's he, not there yet. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's there yet, but he, he. But it's like, it's almost like how the Randy Orton conversation came, man. You're like, Randy might not be Cena, but Randy is, is a good-ass Robin to Batman. Big facts. You know what I mean? And, and 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 I think that Roman is in that conversation. I do think that if he stopped now, he's already a Hall of Famer twice for the group and solo. So he's already solidified. Yeah. I think right now he's just in legacy mode. And legacy mode, which I feel like I'm kind of in with my career right now. So I'm just like, I've done a lot. So now I'm just like establishing my legacy. I think that that could be the most, it could be the most difficult time for you as a competitor. Because you're almost thinking it's like, okay, I don't know what else to do, but there's, I don't know what else to accomplish. But there's also, you get to that stage where you need this time because you can help build other people and you can help build Mm. and you can help build, you know, build the company for years to come. I do think he's in the conversation. Um, I do, I do think he's in it. He's, he's creeping in that conversation. Uh, Obviously you got Randy, you got John, you got Austin. You got the the one guy who's tearing shirt off. I don't even like to say his name. You know eh, this uh, that guy. Got to put you. Got to give him his flowers, Brian. Like, that's my dude. Got to get Terry, Terry from Tampa. That's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry from Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you got you got to <laughs> give him his flowers, even um, though for that little hiccup. For that little hiccup, we got to give Terry his flowers. And um, you know you got Hitman. You got you got you got Undertaker. So he's 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 who's that guy you said before, Undertaker? 
Who? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah,
Like, see, that's, see, these are this is very interesting stuff. Like, man. like when he was when he was young and he had the hair. The Frankenstein. Coming, coming out to the Michigan. To, coming out to the and Michigan. And he was doing zone. the screwdriver, and he was athletic, powerful. He had everything. He was technical. He could do everything. It's just that he got too he got too muscular. That's all. But he just wow. He's like, this is good stuff, man. But like from when I when I go back and I want to watch like great like overall wrestling, if it's not Kurt. I go watch the young, the young Steiner brothers and just watch Scott. That's all I watch. Wow, that's incredible, man. I loved the Steiner brothers. No, they were cool. Man, listen, they came out to the damn Michigan theme music. <laughs> yeah. Those jackets. Yeah, man. Young Scott was something else, boy. Young Scott was uh, my God. Uh, that's a that's big time, TZ. Um, yeah, what, what else wanted to wanted to break down with you? So yeah, yeah, you got the get to the Roman thing out the way. Um, you watch WrestleMania backlash. That's that's always like kind of like a redo of WrestleMania. It's kind of like a I wouldn't say it's a little hey, Evan, can I ask you a question? Anything. Can I actually, actually, I'll start with you, Evan, but can you guys please, because I'm almost having a heart attack here talking about this. What, why is Edge mad? This was something we joke about on uh, another show I'm on all the time. Jeez, please don't do he this. He always, he always, gonna, he, best friend. Please don't do this. I, uh, please I could, don't do Don't start this he, he did, He's doing the, uh, I blame you, the fans, but the fans loved him. I don't understand why he was one of the most popular characters. Easy, like, come on. You turned your making back. points. No, don't make points. Listen, so Flobo, listen, you see Flobo back here rocking back and forth like he's in church right now. Like, oh, <laughs> wow. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> listen, okay. Yeah, because what Edge don't understand is after this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I wish he was on the show. I'd say it right to him. I go, Edge, what you don't seem to understand is after you came back from everyone thinking you'd never be able to wrestle again, they'll never hate you again. Because no. because it's so real. It's so real. Like, he literally came back from, we never thought Edge would ever wrestle again. So from a deep, mm -hmm. from the heart, like wrestling fans, actually, they do have heart when they get get their head out of their butts. Like, they they <laughs> literally, they literally are like, Edge, we, we just love, we're just glad to see you. Like so, like so they so they so they can't even take their mind to the heel area because they're so happy to see him. <laughs> so happy to I, see him wrestling. It's easy. It's easy. for Plex. I've I've been saying, and and Flobo, I know you're gonna have the the mic drop. So let me get mine in real oh, quick dude, first. Get, but get it, get I do feel, in, Jack. I do get it. I do feel like I, I've always said I think Edge is so talented, but since he's started the, the Judgment Day, I say he's one of the very best generic villains in wrestling because everything he says is just you you fans are morons and you're ugly and it's what does it have to do with what you're talking I feel <laughs> I'm like ugly but yeah <laughs> I feel like he's he's like Robert De Niro in a bad movie where man, the, man, the script is like, terrible but he's he's like a great Dracula, actor that man like Dracula and David Bowie mixed together <laughs> that sounds like an awesome <laughs> that sounds like an awesome character it really does it, looks, it, it, it really does though it really well, does I'm wondering it's is a he guy mad it's a guy of a is it that like to the <laughs> girl with the wave it, yeah. isn't that la right his now. character in Labyrinth isn't that uh, who David put Bowie put some respect was? on Labyrinth <laughs> Flobo, is he the classic, Goblin King Flobo run <laughs> your you, mouth Jack I don't know Jack I'm Look, sorry I, I'm, you guys know how I feel about Edge right and he came back and I I I like this person but I didn't respect him as as Brian H. Waters does but this this run right here this heel run logically proves that that Daniel Bryan is a better competitor because when he was healed, you wanted to choke him out. Edge coming out wearing dark clothes, being like, whatever. I'm point. like, uh, Priest, great. Ripley, I'm on board. But this dude at the top? Ah. Maybe, maybe he's just mad because he's seeing wasted talent cater to the fans. Let's say now, that. 
Just, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why he's mad. He mad too that he couldn't beat Roman and he's blaming the fans. I think that's the missing element. Like he was a world champion when he was a heel. Granted, he did have some babyface runs, but maybe that's what he... Maybe that's the missing element. Like, I couldn't get back to the top with you guys cheering me. So I need to go heal. I don't know. I'm trying to he help Montezzi. He did out. say that last night Brian, about... Brian, I love you to death. But how long it took you to make that up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to figure out it's something. It's not an abstract painting, man. <laughs> to be fair, on Raw, he did say that he, was try- he wanted to get the younger talent who was trying to appease the fans to stop doing that. Yeah. But though, what again? What does Edge Why care? Is he we mad? all loved him. Why is he? We <laughs> he were all there. Everything was cool. Him and AJ was calculating. And yeah, I want to match. And all of a sudden, he's just all of a sudden just mad. Just, ah! I'm like, I'm like, AJ, you know, I hate you. Ah! Next thing you know, he's coming out with the Undertaker purple, and it's just new music and no rhyme or reason. Now I never did know him. If you got Concerto <laughs> seventeen times in the head, you was pissed off. I understand. If something happened, I, I, I don't know. Man. My man was just mad next week. Yeah. I, I, Even AJ is like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were just going to have a match. You, you challenged me. What do you want me to do? <laughs> listen, Edge. Listen, man. Listen. And let me tell you what really messed up your flow. The music changed. You can't change that banger. Yeah. You don't want people cheering, though. Yeah, you know, that's, that's it. But I get, no, I get the, you, like I get the logic, B-Waters. Oh, I get the logic, B-Waters. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that ain't my... You can't, honest, you can't go from honest day to that, whatever that doo-doo is. It's the same band. It's the same group. I don't care. I, I, I know a lot of artists. Sir Mix-A-Lot don't get... You name the second Sir Mix-A-Lot song. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you keep waiting, bro. I don't know. <laughs> so, I, 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 know I feel I like Sir Mix-A-Lot... They can kick rocks. I feel like Sir Mix-A-Lot has Baby Still Got Back somewhere in his catalog. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it, listen, baby, look, look, I was like, that's the same band. I go, well, they, they couldn't follow it up. Well, hey, man. So Mix a lot co-wrote that Macho Man album we got. So God bless us all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I listen, and I'm not even trying to throw shade at Sir Mix a lot. I'm just saying, name the people don't understand. It's okay to be a one-hit wonder. It's okay. You got to bring it, bring that, bring because that's what people don't say. One-hit wonder. Right. I don't like that because it, it has like a negative connotation. I go, oh no, 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 no. They still play Baby Got Back on like commercials. I'm like, you know, you, I'm I'm take that Baby Got man. Back money. What's Edge, I'm like, Edge, you my man. What you trying to say? Like, what you trying to say, Tease? What you trying to say? I 20 something Edge? years I've been watching, but it's your first miss, bro. It's your first miss. <laughs> I mean, wow. You swinging, you swinging, uh, no, you swinging, and it's just no home run with this one. You ain't never gonna get I, Beth Phoenix I, or Edge on this show, man. I, I'm just, I, man, I got nothing but love for him, man. And I wish him nothing but the best. With this, I, he gonna have to, we gonna have to send the podcast. He gonna have to explain to me in person what this is. So I can try to get on board. Explain Edge. the nuances of the character. Edge, what is like? What is this? I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. I just make sure you wear the purple rain shirt too. Big facts. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll understand it then. I, I, I don't. I don't know, bro. I, I will say two pre- things I don't understand, man. I don't understand him, but I don't know what the hell Seth Rollins doing. I don't know that, but I doing? love Seth Rollins. How dare you? Wait a, wait a cotton picking minute. Hold on for a second. Hold Sorry, on a second, except I don't get to say a lot, so I'm just getting it off my chest. Now. Set, he gonna pick bro, this bro, damn set. show at this time to do it when I'm running out of time. <laughs> Hold on, man. Damn, I can't. Oh, we gotta unpack that. You gotta come back. We gotta unpack that. You come Seth back. Seth Rollins might be my favorite thing in wrestling. Without right question. Now, to be fair to Montezzi, it is, it is random out of nowhere. I was come to appreciate. I ain't but, being but fair. To, I ain't being no fair sense. to Montezzi at all. Seth come Rollins on, is that's, that's the Seth no, Rollins Seth, can do no wrong. Seth Rollins has slowly gone off the rails as far as his. 
mental capacity. I don't know what you'd he's say. He's a maniac. I love he's it. He's a maniac. But he didn't start it. He did actually slowly get to this. It His wasn't like he- into madness. Yeah, he had yeah. a descent into madness. He yeah. didn't just like uh, one uh, day go, I'm no longer an architect. I'm a madman or whatever yeah. he is. I don't know. Yeah. But he did actually kind of have some character development there. But he's so fun. I don't even care. This is a character. I don't care if it is just for no reason. I have the time in my life whenever he comes out. The hell is wrong with you, Montezzi? You waking up on the wrong side of the bed? What you mean with the hell going on with Seth Rollins? He's taking over the world. That's what's Montezzi, wrong with him. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you, Cody, for coming out. <laughs> That's great. Look, I love you it. know, you know dang well that wrestling heels laugh at their own jokes all the time. <laughs> Tim and Beyonce yeah. still laughing at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all he's been doing for thirty years. He's like, everybody's the, got a price. I go, you damn right. I got one. Who got brother. the better laugh, Seth Rollins or Ted DiBiase? Oh, Ted DiBiase is undefeated. That's not. Ted got the undefeated man. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a cackle. It's like. It's like you believe every. You believe that he really hates you when he laughs. Like Seth. Seth is more annoying. Ted DiBiase like, mm-hmm. I put that on like my ringtone. That'd be my ringtone. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you want like if somebody got like knocked out, you want to like play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to play Ted DiBiase's laugh with like a laughing thing. I'd be like, and then I'll just leave. Everybody's got a price. But um, cool. that would be no, great TV. if they replaced the ring bell with the laugh after, oh, God. after, after like, that. Like, you could put they should have played that during my wedding with the wedding walk. Just that. <laughs> I'd That's like, hilarious. I'd be like, wife, you get like, ten, the 10 years coming up, she can kick rocks. I might get played, man, for real. When we <laughs> renew the vows, brother, brother. But um, what uh, TZ, before I get you out of here, baby boy, real quick, um, uh, first of all, put yourself over um, and tell everybody where they can find all your magical stuff. Yes, yes. So on everything, all digital markets, Montezzi, you can find the solo stuff there. You can check out me and my brother Evans' new song. We're going to ride on all digital platforms. Me and my brother came together. We have more music we've done together as that we'll be putting out in time as well, we've, we went in the studio and put a couple of joints together. So uh, I'm glad to have been able to, to work with my brother on some on some great records. So make sure you guys go to all digital platforms to get that. Make sure you guys go to uh, Source City Podcast on YouTube. Yes, subscribe to the channel. And um, watch uh, not only our interview with Tony Khan, but all the interviews we've had. I look forward to having you guys on TC's table. So Maybe I can have you guys back so I can explain my Seth Rollins theory. Yeah, because I'm not yeah. done. With, I'm not playing. I'm not done with you. you, you I'm, quick, not, I'm not done with you. Real real quick, before you get out of here, uh, we gonna ride out now on, on Spotify and on all those audio platforms. When are you gonna have a song on my TZ featuring Jack Farmer? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you rap? You sing? What you do? He does it all. <laughs> no, uh, do you, how <laughs> good is your <laughs> auto tune skills? <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Listen, listen, listen. But, okay, real quick. Uh, real quick. Uh, top four. Uh, Montezzi's Mount Rushmore of rap and hip hop. Go. Number Ooh. only four. Rap and hip hop of, of uh, all time. Um, 50 oh. Cent's on there. Who else? Uh, 50 is actually not, but he's my favorite. Ooh! The dude that inspired you to rap is not on it. Wow. No, no. I no. That's, see, that's, ca- that's called objectivity and integrity. So now, I take him uh, off your Mount Rushmore. Uh, Jay-Z, oh, Tupac. Okay. I'm not going to say the same regular people. Uh, I think that it is Jay-Z. It is Tupac. It is that special guy in Detroit, Eminem. Mm-hmm. And I will say for the last person, for the last Always spot. Always the hardest. To give someone their flowers, I will say... Ooh. That last uh, spot's hard, but it's, it's not who you put on, it's who you leave off. Exactly. Yes, you got the exactly. South, you got the West. I mean, you, you got almost got to get the regions. He's covering the regions. You gotta eat. Yeah. I will say to cover the regions, give me my man, 
the my opinion, the best storyteller to do it, Scarface. Ooh. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Out of Texas, Houston. I'm just, I'm Houston just, I'm, I have a, a wide range because there's a lot to cover. You know, how you many, can easily. We talk. Everybody about. always says Jay Z, Pop, Biggie, Nas. Everybody says that, but I have to go from each coast and the impact that they made. Like Tupac can make a grown man cry in literally five seconds. Like just stuff he would talk about. Jay Z's probably the most well rounded guy. Scarface for what he did for most underrated rapper probably of his generation. Okay, Scarface. <laughs> I can't watch certain Scarface videos that make me so uncomfortable. Scarface is so cold. Like I can't watch certain Scarface music videos. It makes me uncomfortable. Just how dark it is, and um, and yeah. So that'd be. I like it. I like it, Montezzi, baby boy. I uh, appreciate you, man. All right, man. Thank you for yeah. having me. Have yeah, me on, man. man. Uh, Jack uh, Farmer, uh, Flobo Boys, Brian H. Hey. Waters, um, Montezzi closing it out. Uh, Mac Mania podcast. Um, it's gonna be a long one, but damn it, Brian, make it work, man. You can do. You're, you're a magician, man. Wave your magic wand. Chop some things up. Edward Scissorhands this thing. Um, what are, any other Johnny Depp thing? Captain Jack Sparrow this thing. Um, anything else we got? Was he uh, magic? Benny, Benny and June that thing. Uh, I don't even know wrestling. Benny and June. We out. We out. We out. We out. We out.